Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. I'm your host, Catherine Gordon. Today, the show is about getting back off of sugar once you've gone down the sugar hole. Yes, when you had a slip and gotten back into the sugar and the grains and the starches and all those interesting foods that, at least for me, lead me down the primrose path to fat gain, muscle aches, bloating, headaches, all those wonderful results. Well, let's describe what happened. It was just a couple of days ago, and I was doing really, really well, very strong beginning of the year, uh, really nailing my food plan, eating what I intended to eat, committing what I was going to eat, and eating exactly that. But a number of elements came together that uh, pushed me over the edge into non-freedom foods. So let me describe that day, and then there's a number of things that we can look at so that you can uh, prepare for and prevent situations like these. So everything had gone according to schedule during the morning. I had arisen, done my morning routine, and I had eaten my breakfast, and I had gone and uh, taught my fitness class. Now, the unusual thing that was going on on this particular day was that I was helping or, you know, supervising, helping my son uh, with his DNA model project that day. And uh, he had given me a list of materials that I was to go get at the craft store. And I suspect that some of you listening are parents, moms, dads, and that you've helped a child with a project before. And no, this is not about doing the project for them. It's just simply a matter of being there to provide support. And, of course, you know, my, my son doesn't have a job, so I'm picking up and paying for the materials. And what was interesting about this is that I was nervous about, about the project. We, you know, he wasn't, we weren't exactly sure you know, we had some directions and some ideas of how to put the project together, but, uh, you know, he has never done this before. And there's a great concern. I mean, there's a great deal of pr- pressure these days, whether you're a student or, or a parent or whether you're a business owner or you're working for somebody else, there's this pressure to perform. And it adds to the drumbeat of stress. And one of the other things that I deal with a great deal, and my clients that I coach deal with all the time, is procrastination and avoidance and resistance. Where, where does procrastination come from? Where does avoidance come from, especially when there's something that you want so much, whether it is whether you want to follow a healthy diet so you can release fat and have a healthy body that you're proud of, whether you want to complete projects for your work or, or perhaps there's an art form that you care about, anything to enhance your life, these things that we tend to put off, that we tend to push aside in order to obtain immediate pleasure or sometimes just immediate relief. So I did the shopping for the items that we needed for the model, And then after that, I went to the grocery store, and no big deal. I mean, one of the things that I do is I don't grocery shop hungry. And the reality is is that the only time I'm really legitimately hungry anymore because I do follow a ketogenic nutrition strategy, the only time I'm really hungry anymore is when I get up in the morning. I mean, that's where I'm really eager for my food, ready to cook, and ready to eat. When I'm talking about true physical hunger as opposed to 
stress or psychological hunger, which I'll go into in just a few minutes. Speaking of which, I do want to mention that there is a guest call-in number. It's 347-850-1979. And so if you're out there and you have a question about getting off of sugar and grains or staying off them, you can call that number. Once again, 347-850-1979. And even if you don't call today, and even if you're listening to this on iTunes, if you are listening to this on iTunes, please hit the subscribe button, leave a review, uh, Hit the star buttons as high as possible. It helps to get the information out to people. And the truth is I am hearing through through email and through when people get the Sugar Freedom Program, people are mentioning the podcast and they are saying that it's helpful. So hit that subscribe button, give it a little five-star review, and get it out into the world so more people can have help getting off of sugar and grains. And the, the truth is, too, is that the more of us there are who are out there living in the world, demonstrating the glow of good health that we can get by not eating sugar and grains, it reinforces this lifestyle and helps to expand this lifestyle and makes it easier to find the foods that we need. For example, I can pretty much go into any convenience store now in a larger town and find hard-boiled eggs. I can find celery and cheeses and fruits and very often um, organic nuts that haven't been roasted or sugared or anything like that. It really is getting easier to find uh, freedom foods out there in the real world. All right, so let's get back to this day. Let's get back to the slip. So I've gone to the craft store. I've gone to the grocery store. And I get home and I get on the Internet. Where on the Internet? Yes, I get on Facebook. And I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I do know that I have a pattern with myself that when something is bothering me and I'm trying to avoid something or if I need relief from stressful thoughts, very often I will turn to Facebook and I'll get on that newsreel. And you know that newsreel is set up kind of in in a similar way to what you would see on a slot machine, how the stories keep coming up. And they know what to do. They know what stories to put on there in order to intrigue us and to interest us and to keep us on. Now, as you know, in today's news atmosphere, very often there are news stories that are coming on that that might be upsetting or disturbing. And the combination of the stress over the project and to a certain extent the stress over I'm teaching some new fitness classes at a new facility now, and whenever you start something new, it's exciting, and it's positive stress, but it's still stressful. And so what happened is the food thoughts began. And I started to think, what if I had, and so often as it starts with me, what if I had a banana? And it's funny because normally that is a red flag that says, I need to uh, do some reading, do some writing, go out for a walk, play with the dogs. And, of course, very, very rainy, not very sunny. So some of the things that I would have done to break that cycle, I didn't do. For some reason, I was unwilling to do them. And there was something else that was going on. There was something on the counter. Now, I live with two wonderful people who are not addicted to sugar or grains and are not compulsive overeaters. So very often there are delicious non-freedom foods here and freely available in the house. Now, I'm not going to say exactly what it was, but here's the huge mistake I made. Ladies and gentlemen, it was sitting on the counter in plain sight. 
And I don't know why. I never do that. I never allow it. And even if my husband or son has left a treat out on the counter in plain sight, I always take it and put it up in the cupboard. Um, my husband has an area way up top of the cupboards in the kitchen where he keeps his snacks. And then um, actually my son has a snack cupboard back in his room. So, And we set this up deliberately so I don't have to look at these trigger foods. But for some reason they were on the counter and I had left them there. You know, I'm going to tell the truth about this. I think that deep down, way underneath, subconsciously, I had a strong desire for this particular treat. And I think when I saw that it was on the counter, I left it there deliberately. I think there was a part of me that wanted to have that excuse to reach for that food. And I think that that's also why I reached for the banana, which led to the, the-, to the peanut butter, which led to the ice cream, which then led to the cookies. So, so there you are. And that was the progression. And, and it's always the same. I know it's coming. And even with the years of experience that I have, I can make mistakes where I get too tired, too hungry, too stressed, and I fool myself, leave things out in plain sight, and boom, I go for them. It happens rarely, thank goodness, and I think that's one of the reasons why I have been able to maintain my weight loss, but it does happen. And sometimes it might happen to you. So if it does happen to you, I want you to have some tools and strategies for dealing with it in case it does. Let's talk first about the consequences. When you're following a ketogenic or a low-carbohydrate lifestyle, um, you've had, you're not carrying a lot of water-based inflammation. This diet is anti-inflammatory. So what happens when, like me, if you re-consume the sugars and the grains and the starchy carbs, your body has to have a great deal of water in order to deal with that influx of sugar, glucose, and carbohydrate, and it does that by holding water. Um, I've heard it said that you can retain, that if you go into a carbohydrate splurge, um, this can cause water retention of up to an extra four pounds, which is pretty amazing. Uh, But the reality is the following morning after the splurge, uh, my face was swollen, my lips, my eyes, my fingers, my joints were achy, and certainly an extreme amount of not just bloating in the stomach, but, but all over, all over my body. So there's consequence number one. Also, yesterday, had a terrible hangover from the ingestion of the sugar in the starch. Literally, headache, body aches, and also uh, depression. So there you are. You've got this, like, triple whammy. You're bloated, so you're weighing more, feeling depressed, and you've got the headache and the hangover. So how do you break free? Well, this is how I break free, and I hope that you can do the same. One thing I haven't talked about very much is that I do have a light box for seasonal affective disorder, and if there's sunshine, get out in the sunshine. There wasn't any sunshine. Uh, Thank goodness we're coming out of a drought in California. So making sure to get in front of that light box for 30 minutes because it is here in California. It's still the dead of winter. Light box, lots and lots of water, and always, always the tonic. Something about the cider vinegar and the lemon juice really does seem to calm my cravings and my appetite and help me to to stay full during the day. Now, here is the radical solution. 
this is actually pretty old, and it comes from Vince Gironda. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has talked about using this technique. But I will literally do a steak and egg day where I'm literally having steak and eggs as the two foods that I'm eating. The reason I do it is it gets me off of the, uh, the narcotic effect of the sugar in the grains uh, by, you know, basically just fat and protein. And number two, it's very, very simple. I can't fool myself. I can't trick myself into saying, oh, I'll have a little bit of that, this, a little bit of that. I'm just having those two foods. And number three is it is outrageously satisfying. Um, it, you know, the fat and the protein combine to give great, great satiety, um, which stops the cravings. Now, certainly you may not be uh, someone who is amenable to that kind of two-food strategy. So what you could do is simply stick with some very simple proteins like, you know, maybe eggs and chicken thighs and then green vegetables and just hold it to that. The idea is that we're going to reduce our variety in order to promote satiety. And then I might do that for one or two days, three days maximum, and then get the green vegetables back in. Some people call it uh, vitamin G, vitamin greens, getting those greens back in. So this would be the structure that I would follow to get back off of the sugar and grains, also get rid of the inflammation um, so that I'm not um, you know, gaining those five pounds and then keeping them for more than a week. So the first structure would be very, very limited foods on those first two or three days, and then going back to the sugar strike, which if you own Sugar Freedom, that's those first three days of Sugar Freedom, which is uh, limited dairy. It's mostly clean proteins and green vegetables. And then after three days on that, going back to sugar-free to maintenance, which would be the, the one piece of low-sugar fruit in the morning with, with some protein, and then a big salad at lunch, more vegetable, more protein, big salad at dinner, more vegetable, more protein. Very, very, very simple. So the key is to get right back on to a simple nutrition plan, a step farther being... Um, that I actually do, and uh, this is the truth, this is what I do um, to help me break three, free of re-triggering my addiction, is I will do a steak and egg day cooked in butter. I know, it sounds wild. Now, certainly if you were a vegetarian, you could do <laughs> a grapefruit and egg day, or you could do eggs with uh, green vegetables. People talk these, you know, they, they talk about these strategies, oh, that's a fad diet, or that's a crash diet. I think of it in terms as someone who is uh, legitimately um, triggered by sugar and grains. I think of it as an antidote. It's not so much a crash diet. It is an antidote to an error that I have made. And I, if you can think about it in that terms, in those terms, not as a crash diet, but as an antidote for getting into foods that are not freedom foods for you, those foods that, well, quite frankly, that, that, that grip you, that enslave you, that drive you into behaviors that, you're, that your conscious, rational mind isn't choosing. And this is very individual. I mean, certainly there are a lot of people who would never, ever in the world do a steak and egg day, uh, and I certainly don't blame you. But I want you to consider what could be a menu that would be very simple for you that you could commit to that would help you to step off of the sugar wagon. As a matter of fact, um, I'll be 
specific, and there are different menus. I'm trying to think of, ah, yes, Dr. Perricone, P-E-R-R-I-C-O-N-E, who does, um, he also does a a low-starch and a low-sugar program, but it's a little bit lower in fat. If you're more comfortable with that, you can Google uh, Perricone uh, three-day, I guess, diet, and that will also give you a menu of some of very, very simple. You're looking at maybe tuna, chicken breast, romaine lettuce, berries, um, just a little olive oil and lemon juice for your salad. That's another way to break this cycle if you don't want to go as high fat as good old ketogenic Catherine goes. The good news, I am sitting here at my desk today, and I'm looking at my ketonics, and it is glowing yellow. So it was the day before yesterday that I had my slip. Yesterday, I did my very you know restricted menu and as of this morning i am so happy my ketonics is glowing again and that means that i am producing uh breast ketone because the ketonics is my breast ketone analyzer so that is the way that i recover from a sugar slip and i hope that that's been helpful for helpful for you lots of water drink the tonic uh drink some chicken broth if you need to uh, get some rest. And then the the final thing I want to leave you with is in order for you to not beat yourself up about slips, this is what I do. I always go back and I analyze. I write about what was it that led me to make that choice. And I will go back and go over the things that, that I believe were the most powerful triggers toward the slip. And that was the stress and the uncertainty of assisting with the model, so not having a technique for calming myself down, and then also the fact that I had left those cookies on the counter. And I don't care how strong you are, how long you've been following a ketogenic lifestyle, because the reality is when I am in strong ketosis, 99 times out of 100, I would look at those cookies and they would be just about as appetizing to me as styrofoam. This is the truth. And this isn't just my experience. This is also the experience of of clients and readers that I have worked with, that I have spoken with, and who have also emailed me and who said it is absolutely amazing. These foods can be around you and you don't even want them. It's as if they aren't even food. But what opened the door to the desire for me was the combination of the stress and having the food on the counter. And I may also, because I ate and then also had the class, then went shopping, then went to the grocery store, if I look at that pattern, I can definitely see why I might have been vulnerable to hunger. Um, Another thing was as well is I had had a dish earlier that day that I had breaded with Parmesan cheese, and I had breaded it with a commercial Parmesan cheese, and there might have been something in there uh, that was causing a problem as well. Because as we all know, those of us who have been dealing with the sugar problem all our lives, is there is a combination of physical, mental, and it's true, (laughs) spiritual aspect to our issues with food. And certainly there's also a solution. And I will also share with you, that I do, uh, quite frankly, I do use my faith to help me to stay away from the foods that I know are harmful to me 
but sometimes when I'm tired and stressed and hungry and there's something on the counter I want, I am able to block out that wonderful support that I get in my heart and in my spirit. But the reality is is that that's a choice. And I think very often our life purpose can be found in the mistakes that we continually make. Um, This time of year, people very often are looking for what is the right work for them to be doing, what's their future, what's their life goal. And, you know, we're always told, you know, look to the talents, look, look at what you loved to do when you were a child. But I think if you really want to make a difference in the world, look to the places where you make mistakes. People are confused, they're vulnerable, they're not perfect, and it may be in the very problem that you overcome that you're going to find the way that you can help other people who are out there in the world looking for solutions. Speaking of solutions, you can get the whole Sugar Freedom program at sugarfreedom.com. And please remember that phone number because the the guest call-in number stays the same, 347-850-1979, because I will be back here next Friday, Freedom Friday, 9 o'clock Pacific, 12 o'clock Eastern, answering your questions and giving you tips and strategies for getting off and staying off sugar and, uh, you know, reaching the life goals that you deserve to reach. Make it a wonderful week, and we'll be back next Friday on the Sugar Freedom Show. Bye-bye, everybody.